Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and welcome to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and in today's broadcast, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing our study on heavenly authority. At the end of the program, I will be giving you an address where you can contact us. So have a paper and pencil close by. But for now, please open your Bibles and let's go into the study. We continue to look at the Levites and the priesthood from Aaron's descendants. And we're in the book of Leviticus, uh, that which pertains to the Levites. The Talmud refers to Leviticus as the law of the priests and the law of the offerings. And we're going to read today from chapter 8, which relates to our study on heavenly authority because it details the ordination, the consecration of Aaron and his sons for this ministry of the priesthood. But before we do, let's look first at Leviticus chapter 7 and verse 28, where it says, then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, He who offers the sacrifice of his peace offering to the Lord shall bring his offering to the Lord from the sacrifice of his peace offering. His own hand shall bring the offering made by fire to the Lord. The fat with the breast he shall bring, that the breast may be waved as a wave offering before the Lord. And the priest shall burn the fat on the altar, but the breast shall be Aaron's and his son's. Also the right thigh you shall give to the priest as a heave offering from the sacrifices of your peace offerings. He among the sons of Aaron, who offers the blood of the peace offering and the fat, shall have the right thigh for his part. For the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the heave offering I have taken from the children of Israel, from the sacrifices of their peace offerings, and I have given them to Aaron, the priest, and to his sons, from the children of Israel, by a statute forever. This is the consecrated portion for Aaron and his sons, from the offerings made by fire to the Lord on the day when Moses presented them to minister to the Lord as priests. The Lord commanded this to be given to them by the children of Israel on the day that he anointed them by a statute forever throughout their generations. So we see in this section that as the Levitical priest, as the descendants of Aaron, ministered for the people before the Lord full time and made the offerings and the sacrifices, that the Lord made provision for the priests and for the Levites with these sacrifices. There was food, and we just read about that. There were different portions that were set aside for the different sacrifices for Aaron and his sons. So they received provision from those to whom they ministered. And we see that concept throughout the Old Testament and into the New Testament. And then we go on to read about the Levites in chapter 8. We go on to read about Aaron and his sons, how they're consecrated, how they're ordained by Moses. And a lot of this is a review 
of what we studied the last time, the instructions that God gave Moses on Sinai for this moment, for this consecration. Chapter 8. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take Aaron and his sons with him, and the garments, the anointing oil, a bull as a sin offering, two rams, and a basket of unleavened bread. And gather all the congregation together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So all the congregation of Israel gathers together at the tent of the tabernacle. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. And the congregation was gathered together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And Moses said to the congregation, This is what the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. And again we see the washing. Remember we read these directions in Exodus. Again we see the washing, how they needed to be washed. And that physical purity obviously was important because of the sacrifices they were handling, some of which would be food for the people. But obviously, more importantly, there's a spiritual significance of the need for washing, of repentance, of cleansing away of sins as we come before God. And he put the tunic on him, girded him with the sash, clothed him with the robe, and put the ephod on him. And he girded him with the intricately woven band of the ephod, and with it tied the ephod on him. Then he put the breastplate on him, and he put the urim and the thummim in the breastplate. Remember the light and the perfection, the way they determined the will of God. And he put the turban on his head, also on the turban on its front. He put the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And if you remember last time, on that plate is written holy or holiness to the Lord. They were to be holy. They were to be set apart and different and holy to God. In verse 10, and also Moses took the anointing oil. And you see how that anointing with oil, how it symbolizes, we know, the Holy Spirit. And how it's used to consecrate, to set apart. And that anointing, that special anointing oil, also Moses took. And he anointed the tabernacle and all that was in it. And he consecrated them. He sprinkled some of it on the altar seven times, the number of perfection, seven, and anointed the altar and all its utensils and the laver and its base to consecrate them, to set them apart as holy things. And he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head to anoint him, to consecrate, or to ordain him. And he poured some of the anointing oil on his head, and then Moses brought Aaron's sons, and he put the tunics on them, he girded them with sashes, put hats on them as the Lord commanded. So he does the same thing then for the sons. They're clothed, they're washed, they're anointed, they're set apart as sacred unto God. Verse 14, and he brought the bull for the sin offering. Then Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull for the sin offering. And again, the laying on of hands to symbolize putting and placing their sins upon this innocent animal that would be their substitution, would take their place. And Moses kills the bull. And he takes the blood, he puts some on the altar. And that bull then is burned outside the camp. And then in verse 18, they bring the ram as a burnt offering. Verse 19, Moses kills it. Uh, he sprinkles the blood all around the altar. 
he cuts it to pieces, he washes parts of it, and then in verse 21 it says, and Moses burns the whole ram on the altar. And notice, Moses is able to burn on the altar. Even though he's not a son of Aaron, Moses is able to make that sacrifice. And that'll be important down the road in our study. So you have the sin offering, the burnt offering. Then in verse 22 to verse 23, you have a second ram, uh, the ram of the consecration. And again, they lay their hands on it. In verse 24, he does the same for Aaron's sons. Moses put some of the blood on the tips of their right ears, on the thumbs of their right hands, on their big toes, just like he did previously for Aaron. And again, we talked about how that symbolized how they listened, how they worked, how they walked, how to be consecrated. Their ears needed to be consecrated. Their hands needed to be consecrated. Their feet needed to be consecrated unto God. What they listened to, what they performed, how they walked, how to be offered unto God, to be sacred, and to be holy. In verse 27, Aaron and his sons make a wave offering before the Lord. They take the fat of the ram. They take some of the unleavened bread, a loaf of unleavened bread, a cake with oil, one of the wafers of unleavened bread, and they wave it before the Lord. And then in verse 29, Moses makes a wave offering of the breast of the ram before the Lord. Then verse 30, he takes some of the anointing oil and some of the blood which is on the altar, and he sprinkles it on Aaron and on his garments and on the garments of his sons to consecrate them. And the symbolism, the oil of the Holy Spirit, the blood of the sacrifice, symbolizing the blood that Jesus would shed. And how to be consecrated, to be set apart for service, they needed to be sprinkled by the blood of the sacrifice. The servant of God needs to be covered with the blood of Jesus, needs to be anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit. Then verse 31, And Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Boil the flesh at the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and eat it there with the bread that is in the basket of consecration offerings, as I command the saying, Aaron and his sons shall eat. So it's as though they're having a fellowship meal with God. Verse 32. What remains of the flesh and of the bread you shall burn with fire. And you shall not go outside the door of the tabernacle of meeting for seven days until the days of your consecration or until the days of your ordination are ended. For seven days he shall consecrate you. A seven-day period of being separated from the people in this consecration or ordination. They were to stay at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And that word there to consecrate, or some of your translations might say to ordain, is a very interesting word in the Hebrew. It means literally a fulfilling, to fill up and so technically a consecration, to fulfill the calling that was given to them, to fill up, to take them and fill them up with authority and responsibility, to set them aside and install them. One source says that the origin of the word comes from a setting, 
as in to set a gem, a setting of gems, they're being taken even as the setting of the gems, the crystals on their ephod, and they're being placed, being set as a jewel is set in a ring or in a piece of jewelry. The gem is placed carefully in. They're being placed carefully in the position as a gem to God that God has called them to. It's a very sacred, special moment here as they're set apart, as the fulfillment of the call, as they're filled up to overflowing, as they're set in place as a gem unto God. They're consecrated. They're ordained. This is a good point at which to end our study today. We give thanks to the Lord that you were able to spend the last quarter of an hour with us as we studied God's holy word and trust that it was a help and a blessing to you. It would be a blessing to us here at Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle to receive your words of encouragement or if you feel led of the Lord, a gift of support. If you would like to write to us or send a donation, our address is Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Once again, that address is Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, we invite you to join us for Sunday service. Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us again for our next broadcast of Sheer Jashub.